0: To the show. Give me a hot minute. Get this thing trucking out the gate. Here we go. Day two, overlay gate. What's up, everybody? Ho- oh, hold on. This isn't right. Like, got to get the, the, the little graphical magic going, right? Ugh. Lighting's not good. Welcome, everybody, to Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Brief Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Ozier This is episode 389. H, apparently. <laughs> There's a typo in the... Uh, in the uh, <clears throat> YouTube stream, it says 389H, so I guess uh, we've got some hex going on in here. Actually, H isn't in the hex. Anyways, I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Dozier. And over the next 45 minutes, me, you, <clears throat> Chad Green, Ronda Rummerfeld, Jenny Housley, Marcus Seiler, Jarboy, himself, James McQuiggan, and so many others of the Simply Cyber community are going to be going through the top cyber news stories of the day. And I'll be giving my opinion and analysis on each of those stories, on what it means to you as a practitioner, <clears throat> excuse me, or if you're looking to break into the industry, we've got you covered. It is Friday. So it's Grayson's joke of the week. We've got that coming up at the mid roll coffee cup cheers to everybody. As you can see by the ticker down below right here, it is day two of overlay gate. If you're a first timer here, the look and feel of the stream is going to be a little, uh, <laughs> a little grassroots, a little Christian Slater and pump up the volume. That's a deep cut for some of you uh, Zenials, but you know what? The show must go on. Disaster recovery mode is in full tilt. We got a great show. Before we get into it though, I do want to say shout out and thanks to the stream sponsors, starting with Barricade Cyber Solutions. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses recover from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil But Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Check them out at BarricadeCyber.com. Go to the link in the description below, go to their website. Eric's calendar is right here. He's the face, the beautiful face of Barricade Cyber Solutions. You can get on his calendar today as early as 10 a.m. Eastern time. So 10 hours, 10, excuse me, two hours from right now, you literally could have the daily cyber threat briefing, download the Brown report, get another cup of coffee, get on the phone with eric taylor and figure out how to sort out your business's situation barricadecyber.com love those guys also want to say shout out and thanks to panopsi security panopsi security brandon pool their team does amazing work but one of the things that they do phenomenally is quantified risk assessments but jerry what's a quantified risk assessment well allow me uh friend to lay that out quantified risk assessments are a uh, activity that allow the Panopsi team to come in, interview your staff, look through your documentation, test your systems, look at your business model, and then output a report that can give you one to three years of roadmap on how to structure your information security program for maximizing cyber risk while minimizing um, expenses, investments, resources, etc. cetera. It's really, really a valuable activity and I wish more people did it, frankly, because it is so freaking valuable. Thank you so much to Panopti Security. Guys, we, like I said, we got a great show. Each episode, just like today, is 389 uh, H is worth half a CPE. So Adrian Harris, Kayla Sturgeon, Fogg, Dad, Dominic LaPlante, you're all good for half a CPE. Iodigi, let me get a, co- a sip of coffee because, uh, I've only, I've done this much French press already, which means we got a lot of work to do guys, but we're going to get into it. If you're live here, I see 109 of you. Woo, woo. Thank you for being here. Let me know how the audio levels are. I'm looking for the music audio level, my voice audio level and sound effect audio level. Any, um, inputs on that would be much appreciated. Hashtag team live. If you're live with us, 116 of you jumping in here. Oh, see, Ian Kincaid got in on the Hackerverse army. Love it. I, uh, dude, way to go, man. Uh, hopefully you guys saw my, um, my Dr. Hops, my Hackerverse. Thank you, uh, Kimberly. My Hackerverse uh, army mask. Uh, I'm super pumped about that. In fact, uh, I'll show you a jawjacking if time allows. James McQuiggan with the super chat. Posted to see if you got your stream deck working yet. Love the French press. Busted mine out and been making it every day. Yes, James. I, uh, I do have the sound deck out. I'm actually going to add a, a to-do item list right now, which means if it's on the to-do, it gets to done. Um, uh, super chat sound effect. I did not uh, do it because I had a live stream last night, so I didn't have time. But uh, what? Did James McQuiggan and I just become his best friends? Yep. In fact, I, just really quick, one of the things that I want to do, there's a, a Fortnite streamer by the name of Ninja that a lot of people are familiar with. And he actually has you know how sometimes when uh, i get a super chat like a little um like a little uh, pop-up pops up on the screen i saw one where it like flashes across the screen like sonic the hedgehog i'm gonna actually pay a graphic designer to sort that out for me because i think that would be wicked cool and um more fun for the show once we get overlay gate straightened out thanks again for the super chat james this cup's for you um and I look forward to drinking a cup of coffee or several with you in Vegas, my friend. If you are on hashtag team, um, team replay surprise. I know many of you on team replay missed uh, the retro funk half hour. but <laughs> well, the jaw jackins have been epic uh, these, these last couple days. So hopefully uh, team replay, you guys don't feel uh, left out, but um, it's all about good times hashtag first timer new hashtag if you are here for the first time and you're like why has everybody been talking about this guy's show this looks like a normal dude just yelling at a tv (laughs) yelling at a camera drinking coffee uh that is true but believe me uh we do have production things hashtag first timer in chat if you are new here i'd love to welcome you to the stream and then finally hashtag passive observer um oh thank you matthew necce on the sounder um Hashtag passive observer. If you are a regular here, or even you're new, and you're shy, you see all the chat going by, James McQuiggan doing super chats, Chinnadu with the emotes, and you're like, oh, I don't really have anything to add, bump that to the side, say hashtag passive observer if you don't know what else to say. Make it the first thing, step into the light of professional networking. Believe me, you are going to be happy. I literally, I I mean, I, I had two different, uh, interactions yesterday where somebody told me what one, a person told me that they got a job without having to apply because of their networking. And then the second one, I am literally trying to offer somebody a job. <laughs> so like it, and, and, and not, not through any type of interviews. I'm not offering an interview. I'm offering like, How Hey, I want to, I want to work, um, with you. So these things happen. Okay guys, step into the light and, uh, Start getting your, um, start getting your uh, your, um, your your networking on. Brian Colt with the super chat. What did Brian Colt and I just become best friends? Yep. Thanks, Brian Colt, for the super chat. Genuinely appreciate that. All right, guys. Um, so it's time to get the music going. Uh, get the show going. Let me. Uh, I forgot to move today's podcast into the into the queue. So let me do that real quick, and then we will be off and running. All right, y'all, sit back, relax, and let the cool sounds of the hot news wash over you in an awesome wave. I'll see y'all at the mid-roll. James McQuiggan with a 20 bomb. Hold on. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Thank you, James McQuiggan, for the super chat. Definitely love it. Not to step on your kiddos' toes, but if you think about it, parallel lines have so much in common. It's a shame they'll never meet. Oh my God. Hashtag dad joke. You know what it is father's day on sunday james mcquigan so we will allow for the dad jokes in fact we might even do a dad joke segment i know for a fact grayson's joke of the week today is a dad joke james so get yourself ready <laughs> get yourself ready and um we'll have a good we'll have a good uh jaw jacking session all right guys sit back relax and let's let that cool sounds of the hot news Fancy. wash over you in an awesome wave catch you all at the mid roll
1: from the CISO
0: series, it's Cybersecurity
1: Headlines. It's Friday, June 16, 2023. U.S. Federal Agencies Affected by Move-It Breach U.S. officials confirmed Thursday that several federal agencies have been impacted by the Russia-based Klopp ransomware gang's ongoing attacks on the widely used Move-It file transfer tool. The Department of Energy has been confirmed as one of several federal agencies breached. CISA Director Jen Easterly said her team and the FBI are providing assistance to affected agencies who have yet to receive any related ransom demands. CISA's response comes as Progress Software, who produces MoveIt, is working to fix a second vulnerability that has been discovered in MoveIt's code. On Wednesday, the Klopp gang posted names of organizations who have fallen victim to their campaign to their Darknet site. Oil giant Shell was among 26 organizations named and has since confirmed it is indeed a victim.
0: Damn. All right, so there's a lot to unpack here. I, I always, you know, I, I don't know if there's any value to you, but I always feel like, um, I always feel like, it seems like a simple so- story on the surface, but there's so much to it. Um, I wish, honestly, I wish I had a, um, a producer with me right now, because I want to do this, ready? Several US Fed agencies, give me a second guys, because this is going to help uh, affect it by Move It Breach. Okay, Okay, guys, so check it out. Uh, we're talking about the, the Move It Breach. Here's the thing. One, um, this Move It thing has been like front page news. Um, John Hammond uh, has been working it. Huntress has been working it. Progress, the company behind it, released a fix for it, but there was a second vulnerability uh, discovered. Data is getting moved out. Now, Jen Easterly and others are uh, and joint efforts are reporting that several uh, U.S. federal agencies have been impacted, including the Department of Energy. Now, let me tell you a couple things here that you, you may not know. One, when you're talking about clearances, right, in the United States um, government, whether it's DoD or, or federal IT civilian side, there are different clearances, right? There's cleared, meaning like you're 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 not a terrorist or whatever, you're you're like okay to work. Then there's like secret. Then there's top secret. Then there's top secret, like special compartmentalized. So like, you, just because you have top secret doesn't mean you get access to like all the secrets, right? You just get access to like what you need. And then there's access to the president, which is its own thing. And then there's Department of Energy. And I want to say it's like Q or something like that, like level Q. But the point is Department of Energy is like real you know, it, it's carved off on its own as like a super secret squirrel thing over here. Cause we're talking about like nuclear, we're talking about energy, we're talking about lifeblood type stuff for countries and, and, and societies. So it's, it's treated with very, very serious, um, or it, it's treated with the seriousness that it warrants, okay? Department of Energy was also impacted by this, which is very concerning. Now, here's another thing that you need to know about. And, and, and if I was younger, okay, so like this, I'm really talking to people who have like less than a couple years of experience in the industry, and I, I'm being very, very um, simplistic in this, right? So I'm not saying everybody with only a few years falls into this category, but based on my own experience, when I was younger in my career, I would see something like this, and I would immediately be like, bro, you had like two weeks to get your crap in order. Like, how are you shell? Shell Gas, who probably made like $250 billion last year, how are you gonna get hit by the move it vulnerability? Like, how are you gonna get exploited by clop ransomware with this move it thing? And then, as I got older and more gray, you know, I began to realize like massive companies like Shell, like the Department of Energy, like the US federal government, they have so much going on and so many moving parts. It's like trying to turn a cruise ship around, right? This isn't like a little crap, uh, crap a fishing boat or a little, you know, uh, flat bottom boat in a creek, and you can just like whip it around with a fifty um, or you know a, a fifteen horsepower Evan, Evan is an Evan rood, or whatever a Johnson motor. Like you can't just whip around like a small business. No, this is a cruise ship with like a factory engine underneath it, and you need to turn it like this, right? Famously, um, uh, what was it, uh, Equifax got hit back in the day because of an Apache Struts vulnerability on an internet facing asset. And people were like, bro, like, how are you, like, this has been out for months. How are you gonna get hit? And it come to find out that like, everything was so uh, integrated with this Apache Struts that just the patch, it would have broke everything. So that, that could have been the same situation here, like this move it, which is basically part of a backup and recovery kind of solution probably so integrated that a they didn't know how to fix it b they were doing it correctly with change control processes windows for downtime recovery plans like doing change management correctly in a large organization takes time so unfortunately they likely didn't have time to address it i do not think that a lot of these instances said oh f f it like i don't care like it's not going to affect us they definitely didn't say we're too small for it to bother us but my point is when you see something like shell or the government get hit with something like this give them a little bit of grace because there are there's an s load of moving parts okay third thing to talk about on this clop ransomware they reported in this story that clop is the one who's like actively going after and 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 doing stuff this um thanks matthew necce evan rude um, I do listen to country music, which is where I learn about my different uh, motors. You know, uh, what is it, Redneck Yacht Club? I think I was trying to channel my inner Redneck Yacht Club songs. Um, here's the thing that you need to know with this, and I find this very interesting, so it's important to note. Klopp Ransomware uh, is the one who's like sucking up everybody's information at the moment with the Move It vulnerability. They have sucked up so much that they don't know who they have, so they actually are um, they are asking people, Victims to come forward and identify themselves, and then they'll help you. Clop um, has specifically said if you're a U.S. Uh, if you're a government entity, federal, state, local, municipality, uh, like whatever, they have deleted your data. The Clop ransomware is going to be making so much freaking cash, cash off of this heist that they don't want to bring down the heat of the U.S. government on them. And I, and I don't blame them. After what happened with uh, Colonial Pipeline and DarkSide, I wouldn't want to do it either. If I was sitting on this bumper crop of data that I'm going to get paid through the nose by commercial businesses, there's no way I'm going to be like, oh, and by the way, we've got Department of Energy nuclear secrets. Are you kidding me? There'd be like a crosshairs from some like Moonraker satellite directly on your headquarters. You don't want that kind of heat. So From a uh, U.S. government national security perspective, I, as a U.S. citizen, am feeling pretty good that that those secrets aren't going to get out. Uh, But at the same time, um, it's not good. This movie thing is not good. We got John Hammond on the show on Thursday. We'll talk to him about this. So giddy up on that. Next story.
1: Pentagon leak suspect indicted by a federal grand jury. Jack Teixeira, the Air National Guardsman accused of leaking classified documents online, was indicted Thursday by a federal grand jury in Boston. The 21-year-old was arrested in April on charges of sharing highly classified military documents about the war in Ukraine and other top national security issues on Discord. Teixeira faces six counts of willful retention and transmission of national defense information. If convicted, he could face up to 10 years in prison for each charge and a fine of up to $250,000. A federal judge is ordered to share it to remain behind bars until his trial.
0: All right. So if you want to see an example of what not to do, I mean, obviously this is a, <laughs> a human drawn, not a uh, AI drawn. Okay, guys, I'm not going to spend a terrible amount of time on this. This is the story of the air guardsman who leaked national secrets into a Discord server. I came to find out that the reason he did that is because the other members of the disc he was like he was like pumping his chest and flexing about how awesome he was and the people in the discord channel basically called him out and said that he was uh, a, he, he was a cuck, right? Like he, he was basically kind of a simp and uh, He he showed them he dropped the secrets on the discord server like a complete donkey and now he faces uh, espionage crimes he's um, could get up to 10 years in prison which totally sucks with, I mean, with all due respect, he absolutely should not have leaked those secrets, but he's a 22 year old idiot and he's gonna get 10 years um, and, and possibly fine for 250 grand. It says up to 10 years, we've seen multiple instances where a, a judge during sentencing will uh, be lenient. Um, I can't believe, dude. Okay, so he was indicted Thursday. I have to imagine this dude is going to plead guilty, right? There's no way, like, there's no way this dude pleads not guilty. Am I right? Again, this is not, um, this is not a um, really a cybersecurity story. I mean, it has to do with uh, data leakage. But all I would say is, from an end-user awareness training perspective, you might be able to, uh excuse me, from an end-user training awareness perspective, you could use this as like, don't publish sensitive data online but but the thing is you know the thing is it's not going to really resonate with carl right where's carl it's not going to resonate with carl because like this is such an extreme example it's national security secrets if you're talking about like hey don't release the q4 report carl don't don't upload um our for you know our, our budget forecast for q4 into chat gpt look here's an example of this dummy who did it um, on a Discord server and they'll be like, dude, this was national security secrets and this was like DOD stuff, like that has nothing to do with me. So it's not gonna really resonate. If anything, this is just an interesting story that like me, you and Michael Jackson in the movie theater are gonna grab a bucket of popcorn and munch away and watch this thing unfold. Um, This is just like, I'm sorry, sorry not sorry, really. I mean, this guy's gonna go to jail uh, and he's gonna be made an example but at the end of the day, <clears throat> it's just its just theater uh, for us, right? I mean, there's clear rules. Like, dude, like there's clear rules. Like, and by the way, when you get your security clearance to get access to this data, they're very clear with you on what you can and cannot do. Every single document you touch, every system you log into, and this is from firsthand experience, every system you log into that has this sensitive data, every piece of sensitive data, there are media markings all over it. Before you log into the machine, there's like a, hey, you, the data is wicked sensitive. Don't do something stupid with this data, okay? Or you will be held liable. When you d- open the document, it's like, hey, dummy. Like there's like a media, there's like a uh, classification cover sheet on it. Don't be stupid. <clears throat> so there's no way that this kid <clears throat> didn't know what he was doing was completely wrong. All right.
1: Suspected blackbit ransomware affiliate nabbed. A Russian national has been arrested in Arizona and charged with executing at least five lockbit ransomware attacks against victim computer systems in the U.S. and abroad between August of 2020 and March of 2023. 20-year-old Ruslan Magomedovich Estemorov is the third lockbit affiliate to be charged by the DOJ in the last seven months. If found guilty, he could face up to 20 years in prison and fines of up to $250,000 or double the financial loss resulting from the offense, whichever is higher. On Wednesday, authorities also revealed that Lockbit has carried out 1,700 successful attacks on U.S. organizations since 2020, extorting roughly $91 million. Wow. China.
0: Here's another one. So, like, okay, so I guess the theme of today is um, young. Young people who will make uh, dumb, dumb moves. So this is a Russian national, 20 years old, lockbit affiliate. <clears throat> obviously looking for quick scores. Cash, and honestly, he probably got paid a couple times. Got a little taste for the good life, and uh, went after it. He's going to be uh, like as. Oh, that looks terrible. As they said in the story, um, he could face up to 10 years and uh, 250 or tw- uh, 10 years, $250,000. 20 years in prison. Um, You know, there could be some politics involved. Here he is a Russian national. United States and Russia are not on the best of terms. I love this, by the way, third LockBit affiliate. Guys, I'm not gonna go deep on uh, ransomware as a service model, but it is incredibly compelling. Uh, I think it was yesterday's show that I went into depth on why it's a perfect storm for being an affiliate, low risk, high reward. Low barrier to entry, inflation, uh, people being pushed into corners, people willing to see it as um, socially or like morally acceptable because of their their plight. <clears throat> it's not good. Lockbit accounted for ninety million dollars in affiliate ransomware uh, in twenty twenty two, according to reports. So, I'm glad. You know what? I hope the Department of Justice and the FBI have a task force going after LockBit. It is a blight against our society. And until people get, people need to be brought in, held accountable, made examples of, and turned in order to get uh, higher up in the ranks. The problem is that even though LockBit is effectively an organized criminal syndicate, kind of like the mob, they operate, it, this is unconfirmed. So this is this is just speculation, but they operate in Eastern Europe with near immunity. So did my light go out? let go out, bro, oh, didn't charge my light. All right, whatever. They, they operate with near immunity. So it's like bulletproof, like you can't get after them. Dude, the Department of Justice has re- issued indictments for the members of Lazarus Group, the North Korean criminal criminals. You can go look it up. Google DOJ wanted or FBI, I think it's Department of Justice though, wanted Lazarus. You can see their faces, their names, who they are, where they are. We can't get them. Same with this Eastern European thing. It's Russian soil. So the, the Russians will be like, oh yeah, no, we'll, we'll help you get them. Like, yeah, we'll get right on that. You know what I mean? Like they're not doing anything. So. Anyways, what the U.S. can do is arrest people on U.S. territory, and I hope they do, and I hope they make a big spectacle of it.
1: These spies blamed for attacks on Barracuda email gateways. A suspected China Nexus threat actor dubbed UNC4841 has been linked to the exploitation of the recently patched zero-day flaw in Barracuda email security gateway appliances. The critical flaw allows for remote code injection and affects versions 5.1.3.001 through 9.2.0.006. Since as early as October 10, 2022, UNC4841 has been sending victim organizations emails containing malicious tar file attachments designed to exploit the bug. Barracuda addressed the problem in late May but has since urged affected customers to immediately replace the devices regardless of patch version level
0: all right so all right here's the thing Uh, a couple things one this is not my uh this is not the buffer osier flow studio for those who think that i'm in the new studio this is not it i'm actually working remotely from my in-laws basement so i am a basement dwelling orc right now (laughs) oh the the the, uh the prophecies have come true (laughs) all right so um, I'll be in the I'll be in the uh, Buffer Osherflow studio uh, end of July. So stay tuned for that as well. All right. So we talked about this Barracuda, which in like brutal irony, I don't have the link right now. But in brutal irony, Barracuda like won an award for like most secure company or like innovative security technology company. If someone in mod check can find that link, um, and I would just Google like Barracuda wins cyber award and then sort sort by uh, time. I forget where I saw it, but I just saw it a few days ago. Um, so that's hilarious. But Barracuda, has, we've seen this email security gateway issue. This is the one where Barracuda said, "Replace, replace our technology, not patch. Right? Don't not patch our not patch our technology. Replace our technology." And I went into great lengths of why that is a ridiculous, um, like not ridiculous, but that must have been a real round table discussion with the executives at Barracuda on whether or not to make that their their guidance. Uh, here we go. Uh, let me see really quickly. Um, give me a second. Stay tuned, hold on, stand by, standing by to stand by. Yeah, so you could see here, um, Barracuda winning awards, Where where is it? Uh. Hold on. Damn it, this uh, link, Justin Gold. You just, you just, you just dumbed me up, Justin. I didn't like. I don't know exactly which one it was, but they, trust me, they won one in the last couple of days. Um, here's the deal. Barracuda's uh, email gateway is so flawed right now that basically this is the workflow. And you know, I like a good, and um, you know, I like a good infographic. You send an email, and, and this is the interesting thing. it's Just because it's internet facing doesn't mean you poke and prod it with Nmap, right? This is a more advanced attack. You don't like see it with Nmap and then like poke a uh, listening service and throw an exploit at it. No, the way that the email, uh, Barracuda Email Gateway processes email for analysis or whatever has a flaw in it. So if you send an email with a very specifically crafted attachment to it, when it tries to process it, you exploit it. Once you exploit it, then you can actually have it reach back out to you and connect via a reverse shell. So a reverse shell is where you um, turn on your computer and you like set up a listening service. So anything coming into it will connect and the idea is that you have a victim machine reach out to you, establish a connection and boom, you are in, and then you can start moving from there and doing all the things that you want. Specifically, what it looks like this particular Chinese threat actor doing is setting up uh, span porting, which means um, they watch all the traffic in and out of the email gateway. So they're not even like moving laterally deeper into the organization. They're literally opening your, you know what they're doing? They're basically standing in front of your mailbox, and when the mailman comes up, the mailman says like, oh, good morning to you. And you're like, hey, good morning, um, mailman. And they're like, here's your mail. And they're like, thanks. They take the mail, they open the mail, they read the mail, they put the mail back into the envelope, they seal it, they stick it in your mailbox. And that's what's happening. It's man in the middle, adversary in the middle, straight up, classic chef's kiss, uh network sniffing right they are capturing your packets all your all your packets belong to us to you know Alana for another like kind of 80s early 90s reference all your base belong to us um, and that's what they're doing so I don't know if this attack is specifically a crime of opportunity or if they're targeting specific organizations that are running this Barracuda email gateway uh the Chinese, in my experience, okay, the Chinese don't tip, the Chinese are more about espionage. They're not really, you don't really see like threat actors, uh, uh, like financially motivated ransomware type threat actors in the Chinese space. It's much more espionage. It's much more, you know, uh, low and slow, deeper um, type, type um, operations, right? It, North Korea kind of does some of that, but they also got Lazarus for money. And then like like Eastern Europe, Romania, Belarus, Russia. They're straight up like straight cash, homie. Okay, let's do the mid roll.
1: Now a word from our sponsor, Conveyor. Your scariest questionnaires that are hundreds of questions long are no match for Conveyor's GPT questionnaire tool, not with a browser extension for complex portals. Get GPT generated precise answers to entire questionnaires so your review takes seconds. Now you can spend 89% less time completing questionnaires when you get accurate answers you don't have to rewrite. Try a free proof of concept with your own data to see it in action. See what security and sales teams are raving about at www.conveyor.com.
0: All right, my friends, it's the mid roll, which means only one thing. All right, hey, 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 hey. Guys, thank you all so very much for being here. Thank you for understanding as I deal with this graphics issue. Let me get the background going, there we go. Um, I wanna thank all of you for being here, for understanding. I I read the comments yesterday and uh, it was very heart, excuse me, it was very heartwarming. People said really nice things and I appreciate that about how it's more about the content, less less about the look, right? It's more about the substance, less about the sizzle. So I do try to bring the sizzle uh with the production quality but uh just you know in the current capacity to me it's more important to deliver this briefing than it is to uh you know have lipstick on and, and be purdy for y'all so thank you to the stream sponsors barricade cyber Panopsi for the continued support uh to allow me to deliver this threat briefing 389 shows in a row and counting we're not stopping anytime soon my friends um ask me to jo- cash me outside on jaw jacking. Uh, I got some ideas for Vegas for doing the show. James McQuiggan and I have been hollering at each other. If you're getting value, education, entertainment, you're just bored and want to find an activity to do in the next five seconds, hit the like button. It goes a long way for helping other people find the stream. If you, if you are a first timer here, let me know hashtag first timer and, um, and how you found the show. Duncan Dewar, Duncan Dewar passing his SISP. My man. Love it, love it, love it. Duncan, way to go. I remember when I got my sisp, it was a massive moment in my career. Felt amazing. I hope you do too, Duncan. Congratulations. That's just freaking awesome. Love it, love it. Thanks for Pseudobliss. I genuinely appreciate it. So hit the like button. Help other people find the channel. That's what we're doing. My man. Alright, um, what else we got cooking? Oh, guys, the newsletter is back, exclamation point newsletter in chat. I'm very happy to uh, tell you. I told you it was just a hiatus and I would figure out how to get it back. Hashtag newsletter in chat. If you want to get an email every single Monday um, from Simply Cyber that provides actionable intel for end users, peers, and executives to deliver cyber risk reduction, go to the uh, link in exclamation point newsletter, sign up. You'll love it, I promise you. Also, want to say my other favorite activity Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Guys, every single day on the show, we do the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. This is an ongoing initiative to promote professional networking within our community and get after it. Right now, um, I tag Shane Himes, I believe, James McQuigan! James McQuiggan with the gifted sub, 10 new squad members, get up in here, Bill Presley, Language Express. Guys, if Shane Himes is in chat, please tag somebody, Shane. uh, If you get tagged, uh, I'll pass it to James McQuiggan. All right, James McQuiggan has got the baton. I'm not even gonna ask James if he wants to do it. He is going to do it. James, please go on LinkedIn and share your your cybersecurity story. I know you're long in the tooth, my friend, so you... (laughs) You might have to break it across two posts but share your story with the community let us get to know james McQuiggan a little bit better and i ask all of you simply cyber community members to go on linkedin find james's post and connect with james connect with the people commenting comment on james post why because this is how you build a professional network of like-minded professionals by doing it you will be investing in yourself if you do it every single day After time, it will grow, and you'll notice that your feed is much richer. Every time you post, you'll get more interesting, constructive feedback and engagement. You will build a professional network. It will deliver value to you, I promise you. And when the day comes and it delivers value, you're gonna be like, holy crap, Jerry was right. This is really valuable, thank you, all right? James McQuiggan with the Super Chat. What, did we just become best friends? Yep. All right, really quickly, Grayson's joke of the week. Every single day of the week has a special activity and Fridays is reserved for my oldest son, Grayson, who sells a joke of the day. It is Father's Day on Sunday. And Grayson came up to me and he's like, dad, are you, uh, you know, you're getting kind of old and I I worry about you. I want you to be my dad for a long time. I said, well, that touches my heart, Grayson, I love you. And he said, I love you too. Have you thought about exercising? And I said, well, Grayson, I like to run. You know, I run a lot. He's like, have you tried lunges? And I said, no, no I, don't, I, don't, I don't do lunges. He's like, you should. It would really be a big step forward for you. Oh, I don't have the sounder. Ha ha. Thank you, Grayson, for that classic dad's joke on a Father's Day weekend. James McQuiggan, if you got a dad joke, throw it in there, my friend. Uh, all right, let's get back into the news, guys. We'll, we'll round it out strong, and we'll have a little jaw jacket at the end.
1: A database containing millions of Zaxx users' info leaked online. A database containing personal information of over 8.9 million Zaxx investment research users emerged on a popular hacking forum back on June 10th. Zaxx is the leading investment research firm focusing on stock research analysis and recommendations. Zaxx was notified of the issue by breach notification service Have I Been Pwned? Exposed records include names, addresses, phone numbers, email addresses, usernames, and passwords stored as unsalted SHA-256 hashes. The company attempted to downplay the security breach by telling Have I Been Pwned that threat actors only had access to encrypted passwords.
0: Donkeys. Donkeys! Okay. Alright, so check it out. Okay, so... We talk about data breaches on the channel, like every single day. And a lot of times it's almost like, you know, um, a ransomware threat actor didn't get paid. So they're lashing out and they're, they're like releasing the data, uh, healthcare entity, uh, leaky S3 bucket, it gets published publicly, whatever. These are usually like incidental data breaches, right? Or uh, I- incidental uh, data l- disclosures. This one is more interesting. Okay, so first of all, I want to point out to you that this is an investment research company. Users, 8.9 million users. Now, you, you may ask yourself, why would Flaming Donkey? Well, attribute this to Flaming Donkey, the the newest on the scene, uh, APT that Miter Attack hasn't been capturing yet, but um, I'm sure Miter Attack is is doing their due diligence on Flaming Donkey. Okay, so Flaming Donkey comes in. Dude, this is 9 million users of a investment research company. Now, again, why does this matter? Well, think about this. If I'm if I'm a consumer of a product like that, chances are I do investment, right? Now, there's going to be a lot of there'll be like some subset of people that are like college kids who are like just trying to like skirt the system and get rich quick and all that. But the, but likely there's a lot of fishes uh, in that pond that are actually whales. Excuse me. Okay, so you as a threat actor, if you get access to this database, it's not that difficult to um, sort the data or enrich it with another data source. Again, look at um, data brokers episode from John Oliver, right? If you're going to commit a crime, guys, right? Like This isn't like a stupid candy store stick up, right? I'm not trying to get 80 bucks uh, uh, on a, a stick up on a joel belton's ice cream shop on a friday night right i'm not trying to get two scoops of vanilla bean and all the money in the register i'm trying to set myself up for life so you're gonna have to invest a little bit all right and again this isn't like how to commit crime 101 i know i always sound like i feel like i'm always trying to like i feel like i sound like i'm teaching people how to commit crime but i'm not it's just in order to here's the thing in order to be good at defending. You need to appreciate and understand how to do it. Okay, so these people sort them, enrich it with other data, find the top ten percent wealthiest people on this list. Boom, you've got qualified leads for victims. Now, they encry- they 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 claimed that the passwords are encrypted, but they were a one they were a SHA two fifty six non salted hash. Okay, guys, what does that mean? SHA two fifty six is a hashing algorithm. What is it? A hashing algorithm is a one-way math function, okay? It's not encryption. It's a one-way math function, okay? It's like... So by taking the password and hashing it, we can use tools like John the Ripper, right, to to reach into the the toolbox and pull out a classic. We can use rainbow tables. We can use whatever. SHA-256, it's not... That's been around, right? We can crack these passwords. I don't know why they didn't use Salted. It, it just, it gives me like a popsicle headache when I think about the money that this firm probably had and the security practices that they paid for or implemented. And you know, some some IT person was like, oh, don't sweat it, we got them encrypted. Look, here are the passwords. And it was all a bunch of garbage and jubbles. And the business side was like, oh man, we hired the right IT person. We hired the right Infosec person. Look at all these passwords encrypted. And they could be reversed. That's the TLDR. All these passwords could be reversed. So what's that mean? What they're going to be able to log into this research center and get free access to research? No, my friends. Many people, not us, because we use password vaults because we're awesome. High five. A lot of people are going to reuse their passwords, especially and again, I'm oversimplifying this and generalizing it. But like really wealthy people, they're typically really wealthy. Some uh, were born into it, but a lot of really wealthy people work their butt off and they're not really concerned with password management security best practices. Maybe they have a passphrase that's really good, but people are people, I don't care if they're wealthy, poor, foreign, native, educated, not educated, people reuse passwords all over the place. So by cracking this password, you now have a username, you have a profile, you have a working password. Boom, start hitting their emails, start hitting their financials, start hitting their socials, get in there and and, and, and start poning them. That's what's gonna happen here. Like fortunately or unfortunately, a lot of these wealthy people that are gonna get screwed, we'll never hear about because a lot of times, individuals who get compromised don't make major media because like, if I'm, I don't know, let's pick someone, Jack Dorsey, right? If I'm Jack Dorsey and I was in here and I got popped and someone steals. Jack Dorsey, by the way, is worth four billion dollars. If, if former CEO of Twitter, uh, co-founder of Square, that's why he's wicked wealthy. If he gets hit for thirty million dollars, right? Like that, what is that? That's like one percent of his net worth. Like he's not going. To, what's he going to do? Like go on social media and rant and rave? Bang his? No, he's not going to do that because he's going to look vulnerable because he got taken. He got got. So. This is the value of this information. And if I was this, um, Zach's investment research, I get why they're downplaying it, but they are gonna have a world of hurt come down on them uh, from a a liability position. If anybody of any wealth who also warrants a lot of like um, retribution gets hit by a threat actor, they're gonna come right after them. Although it will be difficult for in a legal setting for someone to prove that the uh, threat actor discovered their data through this data breach here. Did you know that be besides uh, Lyle says, did you know that besides using salt for hashing a password, you can salt your coffee? Did not know that, Lyle. Uh, I do not put salt in my coffee. Um, I've heard people put butter in their coffee. I'm a hard pass on that. Okay.
1: <laughs> Microsoft Azure subdomain takeovers continue to pose a threat. Subdomain takeover occurs when a domain is left open after deleting an Azure website, allowing cybercriminals to create fraudulent sites to impersonate organizations, launch attacks, and propagate spam. Researchers at Kidos have discovered that approximately 15,000 vulnerable subdomains per month are using cryptographic certificates. Microsoft's attempts to address the issue through solutions like Defender have not fully resolved the problem. Despite the researchers' attempts to notify over a thousand organizations about their domain issues, only 2% have taken action to address the problem. Site owners can take measures to protect themselves, including implementing certificate transparency monitoring, removing dangling DNS entries, and using certificate authority authorization records.
0: Oh, you gotta watch out for those dingleberries. (laughs) Yes, dangling DNS records, the dingleberries of the digital domain. You've got to be careful, my friends. So here's the deal with this one. 15,000 vulnerable subdomains per month being uh, potentially attacked. Now this this story is actually covering um, the potential for attack, not that 15,000 do- subdomains are being compromised. What, what's going on here? So I'm like a whatever company and I've got a marketing team and they're creating subdomains all over the place, like uh, um, whatever, dot com or .io, uh, .io, newsletter.simplycyber.io, blog.simplycyber.io. You see what I'm saying? These are subdomains, okay? Now, if you're moving fast and breaking things and you have crappy change control and you've got so many cooks in the kitchen and you're trying to move at the speed of business, what ends up happening is you make a run at a subdomain, you do something with it, the project fails, Carl gets fired. Hold on. Whatever happens, and you either abandon it, it goes end of life. Um, it you you terminate the project, whatever it is, but you don't clean up your DNS records because you're sloppy. All right, you're a hot mess on fire. What can end up happening is anybody uh, can set can get can get the subdomains right. Um, now I do find it a little confusing. I'm not super well versed on this because you can't register the main domain because you own it, but you can set up the subdomain, or you can you can you can get it somehow. Anyways, the point being that once you get the subdomain, you are able to uh, basically impersonate the legit domain because you do have the subdomain. Um, I do want to point out it, this has been like on my radar for some time. I want to do like bug bounty so freaking badly. Again, add this to my piling list of things that I will be doing when I am full time doing my own thing. Okay. I know I talk about this, like it's, um, like it's, you know, some vision quest that's going to happen at some point in the, in like the never future, but I will do bug bounty. I saw a, I saw a person on Twitter post a script that basically, um, you feed it domains and it will search and automatically find dangling DNS pointers and report them back. And the guy was making a couple thousand bucks a month on bug bounties for dangling DNS, and he had to do nothing. It was just a script. Now, he didn't provide all the deets of the script. Like, you know, obviously, you had to like kind of finesse it a little bit. But I was thinking like, that's a pretty cool, like easy, like passive, passive income thing. And if I'm going to go out on my own, you know what I need? I need passive income. I need it. That way I can actually do the fun stuff and make content that delivers to everybody's needs while still continuing to be a, a stand-up, respectable human who <laughs> provides, <laughs> provides for his family. So stay tuned for that. Anyways, subdomains, it's a thing. Make sure that your IT staff, your marketing staff, anyone that's creating subdomains, whether it's Azure, AWS, uh, it in-house, whatever, make sure that you're treating them um, through the entire system development life cycle to include decommission.
1: CISA and NSA publish BMC hardening guidelines. On Wednesday, CISA and the NSA released joint guidance on hardening baseboard management controllers or BMCs. BMCs are highly privileged computer hardware components that facilitate remote management and control and if vulnerable, serve as attractive entry points for bad actors seeking to compromise critical infrastructure. The agency's recommendations include protecting BMC credentials, enforcing VLAN separation, hardening configurations, and performing routine BMC update checks. Organizations should also monitor BMC integrity, move sensitive workloads to hardened devices, use firmware scanning tools, and treat unused BMCs as potential security risks.
0: All right. All right. So check it out. CISA, Jen Easterly, let's give Jen some some love here. We'll give Jen some love. And NSA, don't sleep on the NSA. You don't typically see NSA give hardening guidelines. I'm sure that they were involved more on the fact of the technical acumen associated with this. Uh, Baseboard management controllers is what BMC is. This is basically firmware um, that allows remote administration um, so you can remote into, uh, you know, motherboards hard drives uh not hard drives what am i talking about like log into like bios of servers and do like maintenance of a machine goes down if it's if it's like having catastrophic failures you can still get in and kind of repair it we talked about the dell intel v pro platform with uh benti um uh, i i can't say his last name right now because it's it's eluding me but we talked to him about that this functionality is there this is a pretty common functionality for enterprise grade Systems and obviously, um, it doesn't say it here, but if you read between the lines, if CISA and NSA are publishing hardening guidelines, then I would assume that threat actors are probing and looking at U.S. based um, assets uh, and and poking and prodding at their BMCS. So NSA knows how to harden them. CISA is the branch of the government that is like responsible, for kind of like. Um, public-private sector collaboration coordination, which makes sense why CISA is the one um, kind of releasing the joint guidance. Um, you know, hardening would involve uh, obviously protecting the credentials. That's like step one. Uh, VLAN separation, routine updates and checks, right? So, I, I would argue that BMCs, baseboard management controllers, that's really reserved for. Data centers, network, um, you know, uh, senior IT administrators. You're not going to be getting this like to an intern or anything like that. Also, B- BMCS. I want to point out that yeah, you'd have to routinely check them just to make sure that you know everything looks good. Like walk by it with a clipboard and nod at it a couple times. But for the most part, you're going to be. This is going to be one of those like set it and forget it kind of things. Typically, you're not moving these systems. Um, around, you know what I mean? Like they're they're not like laptops that move around with the sales engineer. They're, you set them up and then they're off and running. Um, So if you have BMCs in your environment, you might wanna investigate the hardening guidelines. In all honesty though, like, dude, if you're gonna like focus on hardening, like start with like the larger footprint in your enterprise, like maybe, like (laughs) your Windows builds, right? Your Windows client builds, like, let me ask you an honest question. Like you got to look yourself in the mirror and answer this. Are you rolling out the Windows vanilla gold load to your enterprise or are you actually configuring it? And and by the way, when I say configured, I'm not talking about with the agents that allow you to like do EDR and remote management. I'm talking about like are you hardening your Windows boxes with a gold image before you push it to Carl in accounting or before you use autopilot and push it to your Endpoints. A lot of organizations aren't doing that and you should because that's like 80% of your enterprise. Do you have hardening guidelines for mobile devices, right? Like for the polycoms in the conference rooms, for the IOT device, like for like, yes, you should harden your BMCs, but I guess if you only have like one hour of resource time or you only have $1 to spend, I, I just think you'd get more value from a cyber risk reduction of hardening the larger footprint in your enterprise. I mean, yes, maybe this BMC is on like your most critical application server, but if you think about how a threat actor is going to, it's not like your BMC is internet facing beaconing out and allowing anonymous logins, but Carl, oh. Carl is sitting at an embassy suites in like St. Louis connected to the Wi-Fi publicly, just like, you know, streaming football TV so we can watch the Man U game from some illegal streaming site. You know what I mean? Like you're like, I've got to protect Carl from Carl. This BMC one, it's valuable, but you know, you got to do the risk calculation. GRC for the win.
1: infect Russian-speaking gamers with WannaCry imposter. Researchers from Cybele have uncovered a fishing campaign targeting Russian-speaking players of Enlisted, a free-to-play World War II-themed multiplayer first-person shooter game. Enlisted was published by a Russia-founded company, Gaijin Entertainment, in 2021 and has between half a million and a million active monthly players. A fake enlisted website hosts a legitimate game installer and ransomware that mimics the infamous WannaCry crypto worm. The ransomware uses the WNCRY file extension for encrypting files and has been dubbed WannaCry 3.0 despite not being a genuine WannaCry variant. And that doesn't.
0: All right, hold on one second. Um. Uh, hold on one second. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, is this like legit? Hold on one second. Um, hold on one second. Okay. I I don't I don't see whether or not this. So this this. Okay, so I don't know if you could actually get your files decrypted or not. Um, this is kind of funny, okay? And, and by funny, it's not, I mean, it's funny to me, but it's not funny to these people. Okay, okay, so check it out. Russia, Ukraine, obviously in a fight. Russians like to play video games, just like you know many citizens of the world like to play video games. So it's very likely a um, pro-Ukrainian group. By the way, I would not attribute this to nation-state threat actors. Okay, I think that this is a, based on nothing other than my gut and what I've learned over time, this is not state-sponsored. This is a pro-Ukrainian syndicate, criminal group that feel righteous with their fraud because they're attacking russians right their enemy and uh they probably want to make some money so what do they do here they set up a fake website that looks like a popular video game you download the installer and you get ransomware it looks like WannaCry, so they probably downloaded some type of wanna cry payload modified it a little bit for their needs why and reinvent the wheel right and they're hitting these people here's the thing Like two things. Why? Why do I think it's not state-sponsored? Like, what's the what's the benefit for Ukraine here? Like as a state, right? They're dealing with like missiles going into Kiev. They don't have time to donk around with this. Second, like think about who the victim pool is here. Okay, you're targeting individuals who have time to play video games. I'm not gonna like make broad assumptions here. But do you think that like Zelensky is sitting down after a long day and being like, oh, I'm just gonna get a couple rounds of enlisted in? No. High ranking officials, executives, m- like movers, shakers, like, it, they're political at- people. They're not playing enlisted, I would think, okay? They're certainly not downloading it from some weird site. Okay, so you're now you're targeting individual Russian citizens. Maybe maybe you're impacting soldiers on the ground who are looking for something to do during downtime, right? But I just, I don't know. And, and then like, dude, look at Russia right now, okay? Again, with all due respect, and this is informed based on me sitting in a chair in the United States. Not I am not at the briefings uh, at the Pentagon, okay? But like Russia's economy is in shambles. Day two of the war, like most businesses pulled out of Russia. Um, citizens are being conscripted. there's like a there's like an anti-war movement over there that's being suppressed by the media. Like, do you think that the individual who gets cracked with this wanna cry ripoff is going to have the money to pay whatever ransom you're asking for? This just seems like flawed in many different ways. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know to me to me as the threat actor who actually initiated this attack the juice was not worth the squeeze the juice wasn't worth the squeeze i mean whatever you got some pubs so that's cool but the juice isn't worth the squeeze squeeze on this one all right guys let me play some music all right guys as i lower the volume on the music let me know if it reaches a level that is acceptable i think this is where it worked all right guys hey so just so you all know that's the news for today so if you were here just for the news holla 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 but guess what this guy this beautiful baby right here john hammond he's my guest next thursday you want to get front row seats for this one i don't know if the servers are going to be going to be able to handle the load that's gonna be put on them. We might DOS ourselves when John Hammond comes into town. This dude's wicked cool. Met him in person at uh, Wild West Hackin Fest, of course, of all the conferences. Wild West Hackin Fest. The dude attended my talk, I attended his talk. We didn't officially high five, but I felt like we did like a, a theoretical high five. Um, asked him if he wanted to come on, just wonderful guy. All right, how did trees get on the internet? James Mcquigan they log on. What, did James McQuiggan just tell a dad joke? Yep. thanks James Mcquigan for the super chat. Really looking forward to John Hammond. If you got any questions for John Hammond, drop them in uh, Discord on the uh, Simply Cyber News channel and at me or tag me so I see him. I'll make sure that your questions get in there. Oh, yeah. Hackerverse Army. So check this out. Okay, so really quickly, I just want to say this before we pivot into jawjacking. If you were here just for the news, thank you all so very much. My name is Jerry. This has been the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Brief Podcast, Episode 389. Please share it with a friend in your social networks if you think they'd get value. We'll be back t- uh, Monday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time for another week of awesome hot takes on the cool news in our industry. Thanks, everybody. Alright, let's do some jaw jacking. Alright, so first things first, uh Ian Kincaid's asking about my Hackerverse um logo, Hackerverse Army mask. Check this out. Hackerverse army. So check this out. Uh I posted on social media yesterday, uh, LinkedIn. If you wanna uh if you wanna enter a raffle for a free PNPT, um A free PNPT, um, what am I trying to say, a free PNPT um, voucher and potentially all the training for it. Uh, Follow the link in my LinkedIn post yesterday, but this is Hackerverse Army. I've collaborated with them. The Army, these are hacker masks. This is Craig right here. Very very cool. Right? Look at this. Now, you might move quickly and uh, miss it, but BOOM! Look at this Dr. Hops. This everybody. I am proud to share is me. This is my hacker verse mask, and if I could, can I make this bigger somehow? I don't know how to make it bigger. Yeah, look at this, Doctor Hops, because I I really like beer. I uh, I have a PhD, right? And I think this is uh, this is where we came this is where we came up with. So I don't know, uh, Ian Kincaid, this is you right here. Solstice, nice. I love it, dude. The Venus, uh, the um, Little Shop of Horrors going through the skull, very cool. Solstice Bite, I'm Hackerverse Army 17, a prime number I might add. So very cool. I wanna thank Craig Elrod and the Hackerverse Army Uh, for hooking me up with this and for uh, collaborating with me. I look forward to working with them at Black Hat. All right, let's do this. Do a little jaw jacking. I feel naked without my my studio lights on guys. I gotta tell you, lighting makes such a difference. Of course overlays make a difference too, but (laughs) what are we doing here? We're just having a hot mess on fire. Oh, It does kind of look like Network Shark. That's cool. Google domain's being sold to Squarespace. That's interesting. That's interesting, dude. My domains are through Google, so hopefully that doesn't impact me in any way. Dude, on my mobile setup, my mobile studio setup, I have two monitors. I've got the main laptop monitor, and then I have a, uh, this monitor over here I do have a double monitor set up if you're talking to me James McQuiggan also want to say I, I miss this one uh, PS low with the gifted subs 20 gifted subs uh, is PS low PS low is not even in chat anymore I'm sorry PS low thanks so much for the uh, gifted subs appreciate that Triple monitor setup, yeah, triple would be cool. Uh, James McQuigan, I, uh, I went to his hotel room. Calm down, everybody. I went to his hotel room in Vegas uh, to just like, so he could grab something or whatever. And the dude had like, <laughs> like his travel work setup looks like a battle station cockpit for like an advanced spaceship. Like, I mean, it's like huge monitor, huge monitors that splay out, big keyboard. I'm talking the kind with like the the 10 keypad over here full mouse like it looked like a cockpit dude brought it hey thanks John Bruno thanks John Bruno actually you know what someone told me about yesterday um damn what, what hold on somebody told me about this thing I was in a meeting and the guy showed it off um, Hold on, I'm gonna find it. it. It was like VR goggles, or AR goggles, no, it was goggles. Um Oh damn it. It looked like a pair of sunglasses and the guy said it could project like three, like 56 inch screens, like visually on your eyes. It was like $1,500. He won them in some type of a um, the hacking event or something. Sorry, I'm like looking at my notes while I'm doing this, guys. Oh, uh, no. Got excited for a minute. Oh, I don't know where it is. Anyways, I'll find it later. Um. All right, I'm just checking everybody's uh, chat messages here. Let me bring chat on stream since you guys are part of the show now. Have a great day, Lamar. Love it. What's everybody working on right now? Uh, the HackerVerse logos. So, Sean, go to the HackerVerse Army. Search that. You'll have to ask Ian Kincaid. I'm not sure how to get the, the 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 HackerVerse masks are manually created by an artist, so it is a level of work. So, I know how I got mine. It's because I'm collaborating with them and I'm doing some things uh, at Black Hat with them. So, that's what's going on. Allison Van Stone with the interview prep. Allison. Crush it, Allison. Oh, yeah, so thank you. I'm going to add that to the two-list. I actually did start. Um, we got a question here from um, Tinu Odole about the Deep Cuts hip-hop playlist. I actually did assemb- start assembling that. I probably have, like, 20 songs on it um i forgot about it but thank you for reminding me i did uh i did start working on that so i'll get that out later today hey guys hip-hop playlist for the weekend to kick out i love that Allison van stone says the video uh rico with stefan semelroth was good oh good allison and just so you guys know uh and allison knows the video that you're watching with semelroth that's actually part of a six part video me and stefan did a um like six kind of entire life cycle of the job hunting interview process Um, so that's really interesting jose alfredo being a a dad i love it happy father's day happy father's day to all the dads in chat and all the moms who are double shifting uh being a mom and a dad i know that can be very hard uh so don't think it doesn't go unnoticed um moms who's going to defcon Nice Adrian Harris and Hey, Adrian Harris halfway through the GRC course. Oh shit. I should check my calendar and see if I have a meeting. Hold on one second. Sorry. Oh crap. I should have said crap. Sorry. Um, sorry. Simply cyber community youth. I do not have a meeting. Woo! Hold on. <laughs> Let's keep jaw jacking. Um, Thanks, Sean Washington. Have a great weekend, Michael Fink. Great to see you. Oh, Kimberly, I hear you. I miss my dad too. Who else had a Nintendo Virtual Boy? I had one, James Randolph. You know, the thing about the Virtual Boy that sucked was that they only made like three games. You wanna talk about a platform that like, obviously was a pet project for somebody with some juice at Nintendo. And then the, uh, (laughs) the games publishers were like, dude, this is like, no one's buying this. Happy Father's Day, Jerry, and to all the dads at Simply Cyber. Exactly. Thanks, James McQuigan. Hey, Jose Alfredo. I think I'm glad your kids are listening. My uh, sincere apologies on cussing. I try not to do it on stream. Nice. Shane Himes with the first CyberCon. Way to go, Shane. Hope you're really enjoying it. Oh, yeah. Kimberly, check out Virtual Boy. It was like the original uh, VR helmet, it was cool studying for sec plus adrian harris i love it oh i was gonna say i started talking and i got distracted adrian harris halfway through the uh, grc Masterclass. i want you to know guys um it, uh, if you're going through the grc analyst Masterclass and you're like new and it's a lot of new content i know that this is going to sound silly but believe me it's true if you go through it a second time after like it, especially if you get a job if you go through it a second time, you will get a different experience, okay? You will pull more out of it. I intentionally designed the class to serve at the surface level, but there are deeper means and deeper learning that can happen that I've filtered through it um, that you can only really appreciate once you, you know, can kind of mentally be prepared to, to, to receive it. I know that sounds like, almost like um, Rick Rubin and like Zen but just believe me about it, okay? Yes, that was the all red one. Uh, what's Catchy PT doing? Big red mask, yeah. Nice. Here, I'll show I'll show the virtual boy on stream, okay? For Kimberly and, and for everybody. This thing. Yeah. Look at this. Oh, hold on one second. There it is. It had like a little stand. The headset weighed like eight pounds. It was ridiculous. Um, I don't know how this guy had it like mounted to his face, honestly. I mean, it it was ahead of its time. It was way ahead of its time, but it weighed a lot. So you basically had to put it on the stand and lean over. There was only like five games for it. That's what sucked about it. There was only a couple games. Let me show you what the video games looked like. Yeah, this is what it looked like. I mean, it was good. Like, the game, the games that they did make weren't bad. It was a cool... I did enjoy it. It just... You know... It just... It was ahead of its time. It was like Google Glass. People... We, we weren't ready for it. <laughs> All right. Look at my hair. I got to get a haircut this weekend, guys. I had a couple people DM me with like screenshots of me and like circle parts of my hair. They're like, are you okay? <laughs> Bro, I just. I'm operating in DR mode right now. Cut me some slack, Jack. oh Yeah. Jim Lung going to Wild West Hackenfest. I will say, guys, I love Wild West Hackenfest. If you have a chance to go to Wild West Hackenfest, I strongly recommend it. Now, not to ki- not to incite fear, uncertainty, or doubt, but they only—I think—they're only taking 800 people at Wild West Hackenfest. Deadwood is not a very big town; it is a small town, and we take it over. We take it over, but there's like there's infrastructure limitations. Like, they can't have like 6,000 people descend on Deadwood. The, 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 the town wouldn't be able to handle it. And, and, and the town's in the middle of nowhere, so it's not like you can just stay in the next town. Um, it's not Vegas. Casually, Joseph will have to choose between DEFCON and Wild West Hackenfest. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, for me, it wouldn't be tough, but for it, it depends on if you've been to DEF CON or not. DEF CON is definitely like one of those bucket list cyber career conferences you want to go to. You want to experience. There's a reason it's called Hacker Summer Camp. Um, I'll be. I booked my travel. I'll be in Vegas Monday through Saturday. I con- like again, we're in jawjacking time right now. I contacted a brewery in vegas to set up a simply cyber community meetup for friday uh 3 to 5 p.m they told me that friday's like busy and that they wouldn't um they wouldn't reserve seating but we're happy to come show up so i don't know i got to talk to my vegas people christina charlie o uh, if you're watching the stream dm me we'll see what's up um, yeah, haircut fish, it's not cheap. The trick is you gotta get an employer or someone to send you. I've applied for a media badge for Black Hat. I haven't heard back, we'll see. Yeah, Akil George, definitely in person's where it's at. Good morning. Hey, Jesse Johnson. Um, I'm getting an uptick in Leo's uh, DMing me about getting into uh, InfoSec. I, t- I told them to join us here but I also started referencing you to Jesse so uh, you're kind of like my Leo liaison <laughs> uh, surprise like um, so I just FYI and if that's a problem let me know Jesse and uh, I'll stop doing that <laughs> but I, I have, I've, I've started doing that all right all right what else we got guys I'll, I'll give it a if you guys want um, like, I know this is long, but I'll give 12 more minutes. We've been doing a 30 minute jaw session and I've loved it. Guys, here's a fun Started your dissertation last night. Good stuff. Oh, thanks, Jesse. One thing you guys got to understand, especially Jesse, about a dissertation. Uh, it's a very um, defined book. So it's a book, right? But all dissertations follow a similar format. Um, there's five chapters. There's the intro chapter. Like, what are we doing here? There's the second chapter, which is lit review, which is all just like what research has been done on this problem already. The third chapter is the research methodology. Like what are we doing? Like what's the experiment we're gonna be conducting? The fourth is, between the third and fourth is where most of the work happens and that's where the research happens like offline. Chapter four is like your research findings based on your research. And um, five is your conclusion, like what, what what knowledge are you contributing back into the community? So just so you know, um, Jesse, my heart goes out to you. Like, it's not, it's not a page turner, my friend. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. I spent 18 months and a lot of lonely nights in a Starbucks uh, listening to the midnight, working on it. Lot of nights. I used to put my kids to bed on Monday night and I wouldn't see them until um, Wednesday night for for like for like six or seven months maybe it was sunday night i put him to bed i wouldn't see him until wednesday there was a period of time there when my kids wouldn't see me for like two days it really sucked uh I signed up and bought a ticket to simply cybercon yesterday thank you so much gruvasek for the support guys simply cybercon i guess let's let's i mean the 183 of you that are still here i have no doubt already know about simply cybercon but let me share it really quick on stream simply cybercon is coming on uh, november 8th 2023 here's a link in chat if you want to share it there's an absolute um buttload of uh already canned text messages and graphics down the bottom here you can post this on linkedin right now right click copy paste on the linkedin here's a graphic you can use oh uh kimberly Um uh, Just like, hey, everybody don't listen really quickly. Timberly, my um, Simply Cybercon shirt has arrived and I'll be wearing it on stream on Monday. Super pumped, I'll tell you in uh, DMs um, if the graphics uh, uh, bled or anything like that. Okay, everybody can listen again. All right. Like the new header? Yeah, oh yeah, I do like the new header. Let me see this really quickly. It's so hot, guys. This is this. Simply CyberCon is so hot, it's so cool. Look at this thing. Kimberly and Aunt Allison are making us look good. I got to tell you guys, thank you so much. If if this was a just a Jerry solo production, it would look like this. This is this is what I've devolved into. No lights, hair mess, a ticker across the bottom, chat like kind of overlaying me. Thank God I have people who have uh, style, who can, who can um, make Simply Cyber look good. <laughs> Thank you. All right, um, let's see what else we got. Oh yeah, a lot of people are getting Monday off Juneteenth. Um, I will be, actually, hold on. I was planning on streaming. Let me check my calendar really quickly. Yeah, I don't get Monday off. No days off, so uh, I'll be I'll be you know happy Juneteenth, but I will be streaming on Monday, so don't don't sleep on that. OSINT like a boss workshop. Um, I think that yeah, um, Ian Kincaid. If you look at that, that's a placeholder. Sorry to deceive you. If we can get someone who wants to do an OSINT workshop. That'd be cool. Actually, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know who could do an OSEN workshop like a boss? I'll give you a hint. Hold on. What is going on? I'm a crypto evangelist. I love it, love it, love it. My man, Charles FinFrock, I bet you a million dollars. Actually, I don't want to bet that. I'll bet you $25. <laughs> that Charles FinFrock. Would want to giddy up on some OSINT training for the Simply Cyber community. I'll take action for that. It's going down in the to do list. Finfrock OSINT training. Boom, baby, boom. Uh, Alexander Russell says Can I join TECM and get a job from India? Um, yeah, why not? I mean, TCM, um, I mean, I don't know about joining them, but like if you mean take educational courses from them, sure uh, The PNPT is getting a lot more value. It's meteoric um, No, no Justin Gold $25 split among the 183 of you come on the bro <laughs> I'm drinking out of a porcelain cup not a gold cup <laughs> Uh, but yeah, hey, in India, why not? There's remote pen testing jobs over, all over the place. You can do bug bounty uh, with the skills that you pick up. Um, actually, uh, really quick, getting back to Jesse Johnson and the Leo. Um, I wanna do, I- I've been thinking about this. I wanna do like like a three or four video collection of like Leo to cybersecurity. I feel like there's a large community, sub-community of like Former law enforcement officers that want to get in cyber, and most of them think that they have to do like forensics because they need to leverage what they've done. Um, but I would argue that yeah, they could do that for sure. But like, what what better what better uh, person to do pen testing than someone who like studied criminals? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm sitting on stream all the time talking about how to commit crime. So um you know there's that um so we'll see i I definitely want to do that also somebody reached out to me recently and said hey i am completely hey i'm a 42 year old chef i got injured i can't cook anymore i've got to go all in i'm scared i've got to pivot quickly into cyber i know definitively i want to be a pen tester no way other way about it hold on one second i got to do this to avoid copyright he said i want to be a pen tester Guaranteed. And I said, all right, by the way, I get DM like 50, 60 times a day. Occasionally it'll just catch me at the right time and I'll, and I'll respond like a nice full response. And I gave this guy like in a complete roadmap on what to do in the shortest amount of time possible. And he's like, oh, this is amazing. I was like, all right, cool. And I was like, do you mind if I make a video about this? Cause I feel like this is a very realistic, actionable plan. And he said, cool. So I wanna make that video as well. Jesse Johnson, smart, leverage your network. PNPT, Rob Thomas Tech. That is the practical network penetration tester presented by TCM. I'll show you on stream right now. This is a certification that's blowing up in our industry right now. I know the chat's kind of covering it up, but that's all right um you could take the exam you can take the training it's priced reasonably affordable for our industry this is reasonable um so giddy up on that if you want if you want to give me a high five rob thomas tech use my affiliate link i'd have to dig it up so if you're in a hurry don't don't worry about it but um This is another thing that I want to do for, for, for me really, but for simply cyber community, I want to take the PNPT. I want to make an entire, like, like, you know how they have those, like let's play, uh, streams where it's like, let's play this game. Like I do them on Mondays and you follow along with me. I want to make a like, let's get PNPT and do live stream videos, uh, of however long it takes, um, to get the training, get the education, take the cert get the cert I don't want to be a practical network penetration tester professionally but I want the knowledge and I want the challenge of getting it so again I need to I need to quit my job is what I need to do so hey um also um, I I, I, I've been trying to figure out how to like share this socialize this I don't know Uh, chat you're 171 people strong here right now Uh, I've been off the news for 20 minutes so I know wholeheartedly that you guys are simply cyber community members and thank you for being here. I love it. Um, the GRC analyst masterclass, many of you already have the, um, a- access to the course. Um, TCM is changing their pricing model. I've been looking at it. The price for all of my stuff has gone up. The teachable platform went up 20% um, year over year, <laughs> uh, which is not, uh, cheap. Um, So I've I've been thinking about it and I'm going to increase the price of the GRC Analyst Masterclass. Now, again, if you already own it, this isn't gonna impact you in any way, Uh, but I'm going to increase the price of it uh, on July 1st. But I haven't, I don't know if I'm supposed to like communicate that out publicly, like, hey, FYI, everybody. Or if I'm supposed to just do it, does anyone like, I know that this is kind of a weird thing to ask, but like, does anyone have any thoughts on like, how to do like I know how to change the price that's not the point like how to do it in a tactful way um like am I supposed to like do you think I'm supposed to tell people like I don't know I, this is like uncharted territory for me but I also like I'm doing it because my expenses are going up and it makes sense I think it's still reasonably priced uh, but just kind of curious what people think I might have been the only one that did it. It didn't last very long, uh, cool. Transparency will go far. Yeah, no, exactly, Jesse. I wanna be transparent. I just don't, I'm trying to figure out the right way. Okay, Adrian Harris, I had thought about that. I had thought about doing that. I appreciate that. Oh, well, thank you, Catchy KT. <laughs> Um, Netflix sent out an email saying they were jacking the price. That's true, but the thing is I'm not a subscription-based business so the people I would be emailing already own the course. You know what I mean? That's like the tricky thing. I'm not I'm not impacting existing students. I'm impacting potential students. So uh, Yolo just put out a simple message. Thanks Scott Mac. I appreciate it. Guys, I, I, I don't say it often on the stream but like I don't know what I'm doing. I know cybersecurity. I don't know business. But I mean, I do put a lot of work and energy and effort into these things, and I do wanna, I do wanna work full time on this, which means I need to generate revenue to be able to, to facilitate these projects. Um, I have access to your course when I bought it through Teachable. Does that preclude me from doing it on TCM? No, so Michael Fink, uh, my course is kept, I sell my course on TCM as well, and I keep my course and TCM's course in sync, but they are totally different. So like, if you buy it on my site, it, it does not give you access to one on TCM. If you buy it on TCM, you do not have access to it on my site. They're two different schools, but the course is the same. Really, the only difference is if you buy it on TCM, half of the revenue, like, you know, like if you bought it for 30 bucks, half of that goes to Heath and half of it goes to me. If you buy it on my school, 100% of it goes to me. That's the difference. Um, what did Shane Heim say? Let me see. I've seen some announced price increase to let people buy it before the price increases. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'll do that. Um, I'll do that today. Maybe I'll send one out today and I'll send one out on Friday the 30th, right? So one today, one in two weeks, two notifications prior to price increase and then price increase. Okay. Uh, is switching platforms an option? I've been looking into new Zendler for the past year. I don't know what new Zendler is. Uh, as, oh, as a uh, as a teaching platform? No, I'm like, here's the thing. Another thing you guys don't know necessarily. Some of you have heard me talk about it. I have like five classes that are in the works. One of them is the GRC one, which many of you have, but like I'm working heavily on a how to YouTube um, for professional networking and profit honestly course I've got alpha students in it right now like pre-alpha students I'm going to release it to 10 alpha students uh in a little bit when I when I get a little bit more done but like my YouTube course is going to be out I'm working on a cyber 101 course that I'm like waiting I'm doing it with a college and I'm waiting for the college to do some stuff around accrediting the course so you guys can get college credit transfers for it Um, so like I'm heavily invested in the teachable platform at this point yeah, so my GRC course will be on sale. Like periodically I'll run sales. It's not like I'm just jacking the price up and telling you guys that's the deal. Test on Force, s- then just say a blank statement. Uh, hold on. What are you talking about, Jesse? You can follow TCM. Did they hit social media and later an email? OK. What's your website? Uh, oh, Steph- Stephen Browning. I'll-, I'll give it to you in a second. Um, So Stephen Browning if you want um here check this out. This is my website simplycyber.io but if you click here it'll take you to this. This is the teachable website with my GRC school. I'm not a business or marketing person so like I don't do a very good job of like selling you on why you need my course and stuff like that. I just made the course and made it available to people. Um but giddy up on it. Um All right, um, you could announce the hike on LinkedIn and simply cyber news every morning. Yes, I could do that. Thank you. Oh, Jesse, I'm sorry. Um, I see. What did you say? Test on your discord force. Oh, yeah. Uh, casually, Joseph, I do not know, but I am working with the accreditation people at the college. I will ask them. I'll ask them and find out. Uh, let me take that for action. Ask college about cert for credits. Um, okay. Put a plug for the course during the mid roll. Oh, quiet gamer, that's brilliant. See, that's the thing. I suck at marketing and sales. <laughs> like quiet gamer, like such a great idea. Just add it to the mid roll. So smart. Uh, Alana Boyajian signing up for the Simply CyberCon. Thanks, Alana. Love it. Thanks, Greg. Does stuff. Use Bard. Smart. Oh, cool. Pursuit of Bliss. Super pumped. I uh, again. I asked. Uh, I'm gonna. I haven't heard back from John Strand about the keynote. He's a busy dude. I was going to basically give it a week, send a follow-up email, and then if I didn't hear from him, either pivot or try to try to reach someone in his camp and see if he got the email. It's not like John to just ghost. That's not John's style. Um, so I, my suspicion is he didn't see it. Cool. Thank you, Matthew Neche. Oh, IDK. Smart with the ticker. I like that. Smart, smart. Later, Sean Washington. I do like Sean Washington's uh, LinkedIn profile too. He's been working hard at making that thing looking looking good. Oh, he was doing a class this week. Thanks, plus. <laughs> Close mouths don't get fed. That's sunny. All right, guys, let me boogie out of here. Uh, thank you again. Day two of overlay gate. Actually, you know what? Let me let me show you this here. Here's the deal. I, I just want to show you this guys really quickly. Okay. So I got the overlay up, but look at this. And, and this is going to look like a mess, but just believe me on this one. Okay. Catch me outside. How about that? Give me a second. I'm gonna gonna show you like what I'm currently dealing with. All right. So look look at this. Here's the problem. I I got my overlay back, but here's the problem. Look at this. Look at this nonsense. Oh, Jose Alfredo. What? Did you just become a student of the GRC Analyst Masterclass? Yep! Thanks for the super chat, Jose. I appreciate it. Look at this. This is what it looks like. Do you see what kind of hot dumpster fire we're dealing with? I can't bring this to you guys. This is ridiculous. So this is what we're dealing with. The overlays, For some reason, like the the resolution changed or the the dimensions changed and it all squished over to the left and now it looks like a dumpster fire and I refuse, I refuse to serve you guys, I refuse refuse to serve you guys, you know, a, a bucket of yuck on a trash can lid. I'd rather do this than serve you a bucket of yuck. Uh, Jesse Johnson here you go, buddy I'm also a mod There you go Casually, Joseph, do you know what's up? Yeah, I can move the elements we could talk about this offline The problem is the main overlay underneath when you stretch it for some reason I, I think the canvas got bigger for some stupid reason if you stretch the overlay underneath everything you're gonna lose like, like it, the, the, the dimensions are correct for the overlay. It's the canvas that's wrong for some reason, and I just can't right now. Yeah, someone needs to help me. I am using a different computer, but the thing is, Joseph, I used this overlay for like two days, no problem. The only thing that I did differently was I created a new overlay, so it shouldn't have impacted this one. I created a new overlay because I started filming more videos for the YouTube course. Then I came into work on Thursday morning and it, you know, someone had dropped a nuke on my on my overlays. Now, now we're in overlay gate. But you guys don't seem to mind, which is awesome. I appreciate that. Would get much. Alright, I'll keep looking at it. Oh, cool. Eric Taylor giving me some love. All right, uh, Casually Joseph, maybe we can do like a screen share after this. Have a great day, Dear and Reardon. Be good. IDK says, I like this presentation. It looks like you're getting practice for the upcoming TV show. Yeah. Yeah, that TV show. Dude, so I have. I, I'm, a, I'm a little. Yeah, there's things I can't talk about publicly. Yeah. There's good things. There's good things happening for me, for the Simply Cyber community. I just, I can't, I'm, I'm reluctant to share publicly right now, okay? But just know that I'm continuing to do things in, in the, in the, for the greater good of the Simply Cyber community. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, Alana! Thank you so much. No, 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 IDK, no, 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 it's fine. The TV show is just one part of what's going on. Um, The TV show is still on. Uh, uh, Alyssa Knight DM'd me the other day or she texted me and um, you know she said some really, really very supportive, some really great things. Like we're super excited. I'm going out to Vegas early um, so I can go check out the studio. I'll do some behind the scenes stuff. Um, I'll be at the, night studios premiere on tuesday night in vegas if you guys are going to go to that premiere it's like a mobster thing um i'm really excited about vegas guys i might even do hey chat um let me know i know there's 149 of you here a lot of people have left let me know if you are interested in doing i don't know maybe i should start just doing like a jaw jacking AMA kind of BSing around. Like we're doing this every single day these last two days. Let me know. I might just start scheduling jawjacking sessions and just say, Help, let's do this. Alexander Russell asking, yeah, I mean Alexander, it's it sounds like you're doing all the things, so keep on it, man. All right, Brandon S. Have a good weekend. Could Mrs. Osher play the role of Sugar Mama? <laughs> uh, I appreciate that, John Bruno. Yeah. It, it, no, that doesn't need to happen. Here's the thing: between like, between like my book, the the course, um, the TCM stuff. I do consulting on the side like i have a consulting business i don't know if you guys know that the haiku stuff some some um like the intel stuff like i do client engagement work i'm doing a lot of things in order to be able to fund the uh the thing that i talk about all the time so in fact i I I mean, I've had multiple people approach me who want to invest in simply cyber. They want to buy a piece of simply cyber. They want to financially set me up so I can be all time simply cyber. I have people who have told me, dude, I had, I had, okay. So here, check this out. I had a very successful podcast group, right? Like really well-known podcast group. I'm not going to name them. Call me and they said, Hey, we want to launch a new podcast with you and one other person as the host. It'll be a weekly podcast. You'll need, I'm not going to tell you the premise of the podcast cause I don't want to reveal anything, but they said, basically, it'll be about 10 hours a week of work every week. I said, how long is the podcast going to go? They said, as long as it's successful. So indefinitely 10 hours a week. And I said, well, what, you know, what's it pay? Like, what are we talking about? And he said, You have to tell me that number, like whatever you want, whatever it's going to take to get you for 10 hours a week to focus on this podcast, you tell me. And I had to decline, which sucked because I don't have the time for it. But if I did, like that's just another way to be able to fund this initiative that I'm talking about of being able to serve the Simply Cyber community in a in a more premium capacity, if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Uh, thank you very much, CatchyPT. I appreciate that. I do VC so work, yes, casually, Joseph. I do VC so work. I also do like um, like security awareness work. Like that's another one. Um, I also come in and like. If, if like say a company hires a new CISO and with all due respect they know what they're doing but they don't know how to put together like a three-year roadmap they'll hire me to come in you know and for like whatever for a couple weeks and you know a bag full of money i will help that CISO develop a um a roadmap that they can execute against okay yeah, it is a lot for one episode Allison P- part of the reason it's not the recording the recording would only be one hour I, I can't get into the details of the episode, but it would require significant prep work N- Like nine hours of prep work. <laughs> okay Yeah, thanks Brian Cole, I- you know what I'm going to send a notice um, uh, Kimberly and Allison I-, I don't know if you guys have bandwidth and again this is like way outside the scope of 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 what i ask you to help with but um some type of graphic around price increases or 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 or, 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 or verbiage or like whatever i don't know maybe i'll ask chat gpt like i have to raise my prices in my course please write a blog post on on why or whatever um Oh, thank you Greg does stuff. I, I do feel confident that the Simply Cyber community is very supportive um, And I have no doubt that you guys would be able to you guys would help me um, You guys would be able to help me uh, through that transition That's a good idea Adrian Harris Friday jaw jacking. Maybe I'll do that Need an agent. Yeah, Oh my god, guys. Also, um, you know, I I don't have to do this, but I want to do this. I feel like it's right. This is the last thing I'll ask the community and then I gotta go. Um, So I'm gonna raise the price on the GRC course. I was thinking of adding like a new lecture or new... just adding something to the GRC course to like... I don't know, to, to pair with like I'm raising prices. Um, I don't know if anyone's got a thought. I was thinking like, you know, maybe, maybe some more around the information security awareness or a lot of people have been asking me for my, um, my, my, I have like an interview playbook that I've scripted that is like a a lot of people have asked me for that. It's like a PDF document of how to interview, um, during risk assessments, maybe making that available. I don't know. Yeah, David. Uh, no, the new content would probably go up on July first as well. Yeah, Adrian. I know a lot of people have asked for it. One of the things with that document, though, it, as a disclaimer, is it doesn't cover all every control within NIST uh, 853. It control it can it covers the controls. I think of a of a low baseline or maybe a moderate baseline um, oh thanks pursuit of bliss I don't know I, I just feel like I have to honestly all right guys it's something I'm working through thanks for being here for a little behind-the-scenes action and uh, you know this is this is what it is you know a very transparent with you community um, because that's the only way I want to roll. You know what I mean? Like, not interested in, um, I don't know. I, I don't want it to be a me and you thing. I don't see it as me and you. I see it as us. You know what I mean? So, all right, guys. Wicked good jaw jacking session. Thanks, everybody. We got through the entire French press. Winning, winning so hard. Tiger blood. <laughs> Charlie Sheen, psycho um be good everybody happy father's day to all the dads out there happy father's day to all the moms who are double shifting as a mom and a dad appreciate all of you be good stay secure and until monday 8 a.m have a wonderful weekend and if you're taking monday off we'll see you on tuesday at 8 a.m cheers everybody I hope you enjoyed that content. Keep the cybersecurity train going by connecting with the other Simply Cyber community resources. We have the Discord server that's lively and always keeps the conversation going. You can connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And also every single weekday morning on the Simply Cyber channel, we're doing live daily cyber threat briefings, 8 a.m. Eastern time, as well as Thursday at 4.30 p.m. We're doing live stream interviews with industry experts, and we produce videos that we push out every Wednesday morning. I'm Jerry from Simply Cyber. I hope you enjoyed the content and we'll see you in the next one.